Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another motivational moment in the morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Today is Friday, April 8, 2016. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today. We are fired up about this amazing Friday. It is for many of you, you're headed on into your uh, your days off for the weekend, and many of you got your purpose work you're going to be doing. So let's go ahead and get your day started off right, man. We meet here Monday through Friday for Motivational Moment in the Morning, 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Don't keep this to yourself. Keep sharing it with your family, your friends, your associates, your coworkers. You want to make sure everybody that's connected to you is getting fed, what you're getting fed. Why? Because iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So thank you guys so much for sharing with everybody. Continue to sow those seeds because the harvest is definitely on the way. We are excited about it. If you haven't had an opportunity to visit our website, make sure you go do so immediately, www.windreamscollide.com. Go there. Subscribe, become a VIP, a Vision Impact Partner, uh, and then that way we're connected when we make announcements, different things like that. You're the first to find out. We want to make sure that we stay connected. So when dreamscollide.com, also, that's also where you can get the replays of all the motivational moments in the morning calls that we've done since August 5th, 2015. They're all loaded on the website through SoundCloud. So uh, you can go to the website and listen, or you can download the SoundCloud app and listen that way. Um, Just search Motivational Moment in the Morning. You'll find it. You can listen. Uh, Also, Ladies Straight Talk, Women Talk, we are together every Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. So go ahead and put this in your calendar for this Monday. We'll be covering part two of our lesson of the gift of goodbye, okay, (laughs) the gift a goodbye. You can go to straighttalkwomentalk.com for details and information on that. I also have some details and information I'm going to be releasing soon in regards to the next cities uh, and states. We will be hitting up with the Straight Talk Women Talk in part sessions. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and so you definitely want to make sure you and everyone you care for is there and connected. So stay connected. Stay tuned for details and information on that. And in the meantime, let's go ahead and get ready for today. If you're driving, put on your earpiece, ladies and gentlemen. Pull out that pen and paper so you can take notes. We ask that throughout the call, for those of you who are on social media, that you pull up your social media pages and you post your notes there. Tag us in it. Use the hashtag WhenDreamsCollide as well as build it for your last name so people can see it. Uh, They can be inspired. You never know who's watching you. You never know who's looking to you for that source of information. So when you get fed, it is, it is your responsibility. It is all our responsibility to feed other people as well. So go ahead and do that. But let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Honey, won't you come on to the line and say good morning to our VIP? Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, I said I am excited, really, about your future. 
want to talk to you from a thought this morning. Your pride is causing this pain. Your pride is causing this pain. One author says pain will teach you life lessons that your pride wouldn't allow you to learn. Pain will teach you life lessons that your pride wouldn't allow you to learn. I love what Dr. Mike Murdoch says as I was going through and studying through some of his material and some of his work because all leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders. Did you hear me? All leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders because you can read 100 books, but until you apply one chapter, you will still remain in the same place. Murdoch made a deposit into my life with some words that he wrote. He says, pain is the proof that something is out of order. Pain is always the proof that something is out of order. Where there is no peace is where you do not belong. Where there is no peace, you do not belong. And most, most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, if we strip down all of the excuses and get down to the rationale and to the reasons for why we are experiencing the suffering that we have in our life right now, your suffering may be connected to your selfishness. Shucks. The suffering that you're experiencing in your life today is typically connected to your selfishness. You've got to get out of selfishness and get into selflessness. You must become selfless in the pursuit of your peace, selfless in the pursuit of your joy, selfless in the pursuit of your fulfillment. Notice I didn't say your happiness. Huh, happiness is always connected to what's happening. And sometimes in life, if you lived any amount of time on this planet that we call Earth, you're going through the sojourn of life and you're dealing with the ebbs and flows, you're dealing with the ups and downs, you're dealing with the relationships as they are, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your friendship, whether it's in your um, business or in your career, it will have a cycle where you have ups and downs, where you're up today and you're down tomorrow. The happiness in your life is always going to be connected to what's happening. And so you've got to mature past the place of happiness and find your, yourself in this position I call peace, a position called resolve. But, but many of us, we never find ourselves in a place of peace. We're always chasing a check. We're always chasing and putting off today until tomorrow. We're always chasing the future fruits of our labor, but we're never experiencing a perfect place called peace where you're resolved in not what's happening, but you're resolved in who you're becoming. You know that everything that's happening to you is really happening for you, but the reason why many of us are not experiencing the optimal level of life where we are beginning to live and not just exist is simply because your pain or your pride is causing this pain. Your pride. See, we're only tempted in three areas in life. I don't care if you're a corporate executive. It doesn't matter if you're a stock broker or a stock boy. It doesn't matter if you graduated from Yale or you just got out of jail. I don't care if you're a multimillionaire or a multi-hundredaire. You will always be tempted in three areas of life and three areas only. It is the lust of the eye. 
Oh, the lust of the eye. Many of us, you can recognize the lust of the eye because when she walks by, you, you completely get distracted. When he walks by with his muscles and his biceps, you get distracted. And listen to me. Far be it for you to understand and for you to have this wayward look and eye of saying, oh, you know, that doesn't bother me because the devil will always tempt you with what it is that you like. And maybe your temptation fall under the category of the lust of the flesh. Maybe, just maybe, that's not where you fall short. Maybe your head is not on a swivel. Maybe you can stay focused. Maybe that's not your area of inadequacy. You have crossed the threshold of not being distracted by short miniskirts and, and, and tight bicep muscles. And, and maybe that's not where it is that you fall short, but that is called the lust of the flesh. Some of you, you may fall into the category of the lust of the eye. Yeah, the lust of the eye, uh, the, 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 the lust of the eye says, man, I see what my neighbor has, what they're doing. I see what my neighbor is driving. I see what my neighbor is flying in. I see where my neighbor is living. My, I see where my family member or my cousin, I see them. And you begin to have the lust of the eye where, where your eyes or, you know, your, the, the, the sainted mothers and sainted fathers would say that your, your eyes became bigger than your stomach. You've got to be careful of wanting something that you can't handle. Yeah, a lot of people, they want the glory, but they can't build the story. They, they want the success, but they can't deal with the struggle. They, they want the crown, but they are not willing to carry the cross. And so the lust of the eye is another temptation, and you can only, you can only have a, a testimony when you've passed a test. Hmm. And so that may not be you this morning. You may not be suffering from the lust of the eye, but, but many of us, if we're not careful, this third area of temptation is where we fall. It's called the pride of life. Oh, the pride of life. That's what happened if we jaywalk right through into Scripture, into the book of life, and we look all through it. It's, it's full of pride. It's full of of pride, pride coming before destruction. Anytime you see somebody being destroyed, anytime you see a marriage falling apart, being destroyed, anytime you see relationships with parents and children falling apart, anytime you see an organization being destroyed, anytime you see destruction in a relationship, in a marriage, in a business, in life, understand that somebody at some place at some time slipped on the banana peel we call pride. Because pride cometh before destruction. One author says pride is a private escort to your demise. Pride is a private escort to your defeat. Pride. Yeah. When you look through scripture, I'm reminded of Pharaoh. Moses, the deliverer. You remember Moses? He was the deliverer. He was chosen. He was the leader assigned to bringing people out, to bringing the children of Israel out of the, the bondage and the slavery that they had been in for hundreds of years. And it was Moses who was selected. It was Moses that decided to answer the call on his life. It was Moses whose name shows up through history books. It was Moses that lived thousands of years ago that we're still referring to, we're still referencing 
Today, if you go throughout the country and throughout the world, we remember Moses because he took a stand. Because if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. It was Moses that marched into the palace. It was Moses that said, God sent Pharaoh to let my people go. And Pharaoh laughed at Moses. And Pharaoh said, you are kidding me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm, uh, you don't know, look at my empire. You don't know what I'm made of. And he told Moses, get out of here. And Moses came back with signs and signs and, and wonders following. And there were some plagues that hit Egypt. Some plagues hit Egypt for, for many a days. They, they went through suffering. Many of these people were innocent. Many of them women and children. Many of those men were innocent. But because of the pride of Pharaoh, because Pharaoh wouldn't hear and caution to the word coming from the messenger. Because Pharaoh held on to his pride, the people had to endure the pain. Because Pharaoh held on to his pride, the people had to suffer. Because Pharaoh was selfish and uptight, and Pharaoh thought he knew more, and Pharaoh wouldn't relinquish the pride of life. Other people became casualties. Bill Bailey says if you treat life casually, you will become a casual casualty. And before you start to judge and cast stones, put your stones down. Oh, ye without sin, cast the first stone. Many of you have been operating out of the spirit of Pharaoh, where your families are in pain. Your wife is suffering. Your husband is completely destroyed. His spirit has been broken. Her spirit has been destroyed. Your children don't even respect you anymore because of the pain you keep putting them through, the suffering that they're having to endure because you with your silly self won't release the pride of life. And here you are calling it life when you're simply having an existence because you won't let the, pay, you won't let the pride go. See, humility says, I don't know how, and I don't know why. Humility says, I've got questions because I'm in a conundrum. Humility is not stupidity. Stupidity. Humility is the recognition that I do not yet have something. Maybe I'm whole in one area, but in another area, I am lacking. Have you ever met a person that is so whole in 100% in one area of their life? But that 100% does not translate into other dimensions. I will lift my hand proud, not proudly, but boldly and admit that I'm 100% in some areas. But in other areas, I am deficient. It takes me more focus, more intentionality to be at 50% in an area of my life that many people are 100% in theirs. But I'm telling you, it takes humility to say, it's not my mother. It's not my father. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I'm concerned about you. I care about you. And many of you, you need somebody that shows up, that you, care, that you respect enough to challenge you. Because until they challenge you, they will never change you. I'm not looking for anybody to change you. See, see, truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it, ignorance may deride it, but in the end, there it is. Jim Rohn said that. The truth will set you free. 
but first it'll tick you off. It's the truth. See, no man can set you free. Only truth can set you free, but truth typically comes through revelation or information. When you get that truth about the pride in your life, it's the pride that's causing you the pain. I used to think success was evasive because people had a fear of failure, and that's not always the case. Many of you have not succeeded. You've not gotten to the summit of your careers, the summit or the apex of your marriage. You haven't begun to experience a marriage. You haven't begun to experience the joys and the fruits and the peace in your life, in your career, in your relationships, not because of the fear of failure. Many of us are not experiencing these fruits of our future because of the pride of life. You won't humble yourself. And if God humbles you, it's going to be painful. It's your pride that is causing this pain. Amen. Yes, it is. You got to get out of selfishness and get into serving. Get out of selfishness and, and get into serving, washing some feet, doing doing some work that actually means something. And, and you know, because the thing about it is everything that you think people are, are saying about you, the, those things that, that you think people are thinking about you that are, which is keeping you from producing and working and doing what, what's required and what's necessary for your life, Listen, folks are not concerned about you like that. Nobody's thinking about you to that capacity. I mean, they're not just sitting at home all day thinking about what you're doing with your life. No, everybody has their own issues, their own things, their own projects, their own visions, their own life, period, that they're dealing with every single day, a lot of which we don't know. You know, a lot of people judge based off of what they see on social media. Most people's lives, the best part of their lives happen offline. So there's so much that's happening in people's lives that, that we're just all unaware of. So we can't be so quick to say um, what, you know, people out to get me and they want to take me out and they want to take me down. When the truth of the matter is, they're, they're not even thinking about you like that. They're not even thinking about us like that. So you got to move on and, and, and move forward and, and, and just make sure that, that whenever that temptation of thought shows up, that you resist it. Because if you can't resist it, then it still holds you, and it's going to take you down, and you don't want that to happen. I got a few scriptures here that the, uh, the, the, the word says on pride. It's so powerful. Proverbs 16 and 5. Everyone who is proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. If you are did you, pride and arrogance, those are disgusting and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. What? See, it's not until you open the word that you understand what the words mean and what they say. And, and if you feel convicted in any area of anything that you hear when someone is speaking life into you, it's because that's an area of weakness for you. I know for those of you who work out and go to the gym and stuff, you're doing a specific workout. Maybe it's on your on your quads or your hamstrings or, or you're doing isolation moves on your triceps and your biceps and you know, man, you can, you can do bicep curls with no problem, but when it comes to those tricep extensions, your arm feel like it's about to fall off. Well, well that's, that means that that area of your body is weak. And, and instead, so instead of giving up on the reps that you're taking, go ahead and do some more, push through the pain, and keep doing the work. So it is with, it, with us and, and, and our pride and our ego and 
you know, our feelings and, and our emotions. If something hurts in the area when somebody says something to you, that's because that particular muscle of your mind is weak. You, you have a weak pride muscle. You have a weak emotion muscle. You have a weak financial muscle. And so when people say things to you that, that is in regards to those areas, you get offended. But just as the word says, a, a, a pride and arrogance is, is disgusting and exceedingly offensive to him. So you're not, listen, you're not doing anything to the people you're acting prideful towards. It's not them that you are affecting the most. It's the Lord. When you change your perspective and your perception of a situation, then you understand the magnitude of it. Proverbs 11 and 2, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble, there is wisdom. Listen, if you are walking around here with your chest puffed up, thinking you're better than everybody, talking about people like a dog, uh, just because you have more things, you think you are more, you think you are the thing. You think you're more than, than everybody else because of what you may have uh, financially or in material things. Please understand, the fall, the shame is on the way. You, you can't minimize other people just because of their position in life at this moment. My husband says it all the time, be careful how you treat people in their seed season. Just because you're in a harvest and other people are still sowing doesn't mean you're better than them. No, you had a seed season too. You did too. And so guess what? The seasons change. So you may be in harvest today, but next year this time you got to go back into sowing. And that person who was in their seed season is now in their harvest, and guess who you need? Guess who you're going to need advice from and counsel from and support from? That very person, that very person who in their seed season you treated badly? Be careful about that because if the pride is there, then shame is on the way. Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will remain honor. They, they will retain the honor, not just get it, but retain the honor when you are humble in spirit. The, the, the recognition that you don't yet have something, humility. I don't, I don't have it all in this area yet. Listen, I'm, I'm two years in the game of being a wife. <laughs> I don't have this thing all figured out. I don't have every I dotted, every T crossed. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to humble myself, remove my pride, and talk to, to women who I know are kingdom-minded, who've been married longer, to get the wisdom and understanding that I need so that I can go and be a better wife. That's what you do. That, that, that's how you make that happen, ladies and gentlemen. Pride goes before destruction. Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Can, can you, do you not see what, these are just a few of, of the scriptures that are in the word of God that, that relate to, to pride and talk about pride. There's so much more in it. But if, but if God invests so much time in teaching about pride, then apparently it's a, it's a touchy subject for so many and it's an area of weakness for so many so that, that, that lets you know that that's an area we all need to work on, every single one of us. Just because you're not proudful in uh, area A doesn't mean that, that, you, that you know, you're perfect in area B. No, you got different areas of your life where the pride, you already know, man, if somebody says something to me about this, if they do something to me in regards to this, I'm going to pop off. I'm going to show them how anointed I am to get them straight and tell them about themselves. Ain't nobody got time for that. Galatians 6 and 3, for if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. What? What? 
The insecurity you think you're hiding, guess what? We can see it. We can see it right through it. Right through everything that you're posting, we see right through it. Because if you think you are something when you are nothing, you deceive you. You're not fooling anybody. The only person you're fooling is yourself. Proverbs 27 and 2, let another man praise you and not out of your own mouth. Let a stranger raise you up, not your own lips. Do your work. Acknowledge God, and he's going to edify and acknowledge you. He's going to make sure that people come across your path, cross your way. They gonna, somebody's going to see what you're doing. Somebody's going to see it. And let those somebodies promote it. Let them get it out there. Let them edify you and, and acknowledge you and, and, and talk about you to other people. You don't, have to, you don't have to call everybody and say, hey, guess what? I'm awesome. Did you know that? Did you know I'm so fabulous? Did you know I'm amazing? I just want you to know that I'm really smart. Yeah, I am. I, I just want you to know that. No, I'm not calling to say hi, check on you, see how you're doing. I don't care about all that. I'm not worried about you. This is about me. I, I, I'm, I'm the big deal right now. No, nobody, nobody has time for that. Nobody wants to hear that. And the last one, James 4 and 6, but he, he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Listen, you can't build anything of significance without the spirit of the Lord and expect it to last. Why? Because if you're prideful and you think it's all about you, if, 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 if you and everybody else connected to you make you the God, little G, guess what? The real God is going to make sure you recognize who really running things. All the people who praised you and lifted you up and, and shouted your name and, and worshipped you going to be gone. Give it, a, give it time. They will be gone, and you're going to be sitting there wondering what happened. What did I do wrong? You put the power in yourself and forgot that God is the author. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. They're the, he, he, the Holy Spirit, that's where the promotion comes from, not from you. We do the work. We do the natural, but God must add the super to it in order for it to happen. Don't let your pride continue to cause you this pain. Honey? Ego. Check your ego at the door. Ego, E-G-O, edging God out. That's selfish. That's I. That's me. That's my. This is not you have achieved this sin that, but you're going to have to humble yourself in this to have the same accomplishment. And don't stop at success. The reason why you've quit so soon is not because it's hard, because it's pride. Your pride wouldn't allow you to finish the race. Your pride would allow you to pursue significance. Your pride would allow you to pursue purpose. So you settled for chasing a check. You've settled for a title. You settled for success. You got out. God bless you. God bless you. And done.